From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. It's about to go down in a minute. Let me touch down. I'ma get it. Cause I, I, I been waiting all night. It's game time. It's game time on ESPN Central Texas, presented by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Fiat. Now from the Alan Samuels Studios, here's Tom Barfield, Ward White, and Ryan Fox. Top of the morning to you. Welcome into game time. This is Tom Barfield along with Ward White and Ryan Fox, Stephanie from Sales. We're glad you're with us. Ryan is back in our Alan Samuel Studios. Ward White and I, along with Stephanie, we are at uh, Fuzzy's Tacos here in Hewitt. And we've, we've debated for three days what the address is. And we finally got it figured out, I think, 1509 Hewitt Drive. So we, we found it, let's say that. But we invite you to come by and, and hang out with us. we got some cool things we'll talk about in a minute. But first, let's go around the horn and check in. Ward Whites, how are you? Disappointed. I thought you was going to thrilled use a, to be here. I thought you were going to use another phrase <laughs> that ended with off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Ryan, how are you? I'm doing well. How are y'all holding up? <laughs> we're good. We're good. Hang on a second. Yeah, that's right. Georgia just scored again. <sighs> Where to begin? Good morning. Come on in. We got folks coming in to get uh, to get some tacos. Half price tacos today. Do you know that? Cool. Glad to, glad to have you guys here. Uh, let's go ahead and do this real quick. Uh, we've got some tickets for uh, some basketball tickets, some Baylor basketball tickets that we're going to be giving away. We also got some coupons that we're going to be giving away. You come by, say hey to Stephanie. She'll take your name and your cell phone number, and then uh, we'll get we'll get you hooked up at the end of the uh, end of the program. So we'll we'll do that for you, and uh, that should be a lot of fun. So we'll we'll. Um, we will get that taken care of here today and give you an opportunity to uh, to win those tickets and everything like that. So keep that in mind. So we got some basketball tickets we'll give away and some coupons, and, or as they like to say, coupons. Got some coupons for you uh, here to uh, to give away this morning. Ward, I don't know where to begin. Uh, you, you said disappointed, uh, disgusted. I mean, well, she can come stand right here. We we, we got somebody who wants to take a picture with us. Why you want to take a picture with, with two me. old ugly guys, huh? With me. Oh, okay. Let me get out of the picture. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. So, Stephanie, can you operate that camera, Stephanie? Yeah. Okay, thank you. So, Stephanie's got. Hurry, Stephanie. Fake smile. We had to use the fake smile. Uh, but I, where do you begin? I mean, I, I really don't know where to begin with this because it was over before it got started. It was. I, it, it, by the middle of the first quarter, that, that ball game was was over. It, it was a done deal. Uh, Georgia, I can't say any other thing than Georgia just flexed last night. They, they just they put their will on them and, and came out with their hair on fire, and it never got put out. No. No, it didn't. And there, it, there was a lot of things that went wrong for TCU and a lot of things that went right for, for Georgia. But I'll, let me just say this. Before we talk about anything concerning that football game, know this. At every spot on the football field, on both sides, Georgia was better. 
they were they had better skill play, they had better line play, they had better special teams play, they had a better bus driver, they had a better, uh, you know. Made. I think I think for the fact of the game last night, yes. Overall, no. I don't think overall they're that much better. I think TCU did not play well, and they did not play well at any position last night. Um, they just they got outplayed in a game that was the biggest on the biggest stage. It was too big for them that they've ever been on. And if you tell me that they're that much better than TCU every day of the week, I don't think that that's the case. I I do think that TCU has good football players. I just don't think nobody played good last night that was wearing purple. No, and there was there was conversation. You heard conversation where they said they misaligned and they did all these different things wrong. And I think they were trying to do some things and and, and reaching in a bag, trying to figure out how in the world are we going to stop these guys? Because you know defensively they were overflowing because they were trying to play as fast as they possibly could. And look, that was set up by Georgia by design. They got them out of place and moved them around, and it was a great game plan by Georgia. So, yeah, I, I agree with you that, you know, they, they didn't do what they needed to do, but Georgia induced that by what they were doing as well. If they played tomorrow, would uh, would it be different? I don't know that it would be the same differential. I think Georgia is a better football team overall, yes, but I don't think they're that much better than TCU, no. I agree. I mean, you look at that, that's the TCU team that – that beat a Michigan team, and then a week later absolutely gets boat raced from the get-go. And we talked a little bit yesterday about the stage being too big. Well, they come right out of the first play of the game. They get a false start. There's all kinds of confusion. I I, I think the stage Georgia was too big. Georgia did the same thing, but they overcame. Yeah, and then they settled in. TCU, I don't know that they ever got comfortable in that football game. Well, and there's something to be said, too. You talk about the game last week against Michigan, look, that took a lot of emotion out of TCU to get up for that game and be able to take on Michigan. Michigan's also a very good football team, but TCU was able to take them and and, and be able to win that game pretty handily. And and look, that that took a lot of emotion out of TCU. It's hard to get up for two weeks in a row like that. So, I mean, should you be able to if you're going to be a champion? Yeah. But, I mean, this is all new to TCU. And we talked about that yesterday. This this is a comfortable setting for the Georgia Bulldogs. This is not a comfortable setting, for, nor should it be. This is their first trip there. But, man, oh, man, when, when you look, they couldn't run the football. They couldn't. And because they couldn't run, they couldn't throw. And, the, and it didn't matter because they could not get off the field, Ward. They, they could not well, get off the field. They couldn't get off the field. They turned the ball over. I Three mean, times in the know, first half. You know, you, you just can't do those type of things against good football teams and expect to be able to win those football mm-hmm. games. And, uh, you know, TCU just was not able to go in there. And, and look, I, I thought they played very, very tight. And. And, you know, I said yesterday, you've got to go into this game if you're TCU. You have nothing to lose. Nobody's giving you a chance. Just play loose, have fun, and, and go out and, and play the game that didn't the way you know how. And, and it did not. They did not play loose. They played tight the entire ball game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so you, you can't go into those situations and, and press the entire ball game. You just, you just can't do it. And that's, that's what TCU did. And hats off to Georgia. They took advantage of every – opportunity that TCU gave them. 
We'll dive more into the game coming up uh, in our next segment here on the program. Also, uh, let me tell you what we have for you. Shehan Jayaraja will be with us, and he'll talk about the game at 730. Uh, I hope. <laughs> At uh, 8 o'clock, Jerry Hill joins us. We'll talk some Baylor basketball, both the men and the women, coming up uh, tomorrow in action. The Baylor men are on the road. They're at West Virginia, 530 right here on ESPN Central Texas. Baylor women are at home. I believe it's Oklahoma State it is. Uh, that's a 630 broadcast, and that's going to be on our sister station, 104.9. And uh, so we'll, we'll talk to uh, Jerry about those games. And then at 830, the uh, new Robinson head football Coach Chris Lancaster, uh, the former academy head coach, will join us and talk about uh, his new challenges as the Robinson head coach. I know that it started, and we knew it would. It started leaking out uh, yesterday afternoon, and uh, in, in, but you know I feel comfortable what what we did. We, we knew it. Uh, in fact, we knew it last week uh, who was going to be the head coach, but uh, because. Chris hadn't had an opportunity to, to visit with his staff, visit with his players, admin, and all that stuff. We, we chose not to, to, to talk about it, and we're going to talk about it today. Uh, so, and, and look forward to visiting with Chris Lancaster. Good guy. Uh, we'll, we'll talk to Chris coming up at 8.30 today. So that's kind of what we have on the program for you. Again, come by and see us. We are at uh, Fuzzy's Tacos, 1509 Hewitt Drive. We're at, look, they started yesterday opening the doors at 7 a.m. They had never done that before, but now they're doing it. And this week, uh, including today, half price tacos. And I was just looking at the uh, the taco menu, and you can get an egg and cheese taco. You can get a, a potato egg and cheese, bacon egg and cheese, bacon potato egg and cheese, chorizo egg and cheese, chorizo potato egg and cheese, shrimp. Yeah, they even got shrimps here. Uh, shrimp egg and cheese. You can get all that right here at Fuzzy's Tacos. They also have burritos and breakfast favorites like crazy. You're going you're gonna to love having breakfast with us this morning. So come on by. We'll be here, uh, we'll be here until 9 o'clock this morning. Again, we got some basketball tickets that we're going to be giving away. I think it's Baylor and Oklahoma State. Uh, so we'll be giving away those. We've got some coupons to give away. All you got to do is come by, give us your name, and give us a cell phone number. Then when the show's over, we'll contact you and... Uh, and get you uh, and get you fixed up. Ryan is back in our Alan Samia studios. Ryan, I, I, I just got to know: Did you make it to the end of the game? Uh, I did not. I uh, <laughs> I uh, probably fell asleep after that first touchdown in the third quarter. I turned the game off, and at, pretty much as soon as my head hit the pillow, I was out. Ward, did you make it through four quarters of football? I did. Did you really? Yeah, absolutely. Was not going to miss that. Uh, at the four minute mark, or somewhere in that neighborhood. I think when it got to 65, did they score any more after that? No, they no. didn't. When it got to 65, that's when I said, you know, I, I, I think, I don't think TCU is going to come back. <laughs> so, it's pretty so, good think. Yeah, well, I figured that out all on my own. Uh, so, I, so I said, you know, I, I think, you know, we're going to get a little earlier start than normal. So I think what I'll do is just go ahead and turn in. So. Yeah, I did. I, I did not see the trophy presentation and and all of that stuff at SoFi. Did you guys see it raining inside the stadium? I did not. I didn't. I'm, I'm, I must have missed that. Yeah, you know, because the way that that stadium's configured, honestly, a lot of the not a lot, some of the TCU fans got rained on. It's crazy. In more ways than one. Yeah, you ain't kidding. Uh, we'll talk more about it. 
We'll talk more about the game coming up in a few minutes. This is game time. We're at uh, Fuzzy's Tacos. We're glad you're with us this morning. We'll uh, we'll continue rolling through. We are presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend of the car business. We're back with more in just a moment. Join us live from Rudy's in Waco for our next Baylor Coaches Show. Our Baylor Coaches Show returns for the spring semester Thursday, January 19th with head track and field coach Michael Ford and basketball coach Scott Drew. Join us for the Baylor Coaches Show from 6 to 7 p.m. live from Rudy's on the Circle in Waco with your host, John Morris, right here on your home for Baylor Athletics, ESPN Central Texas. Hi, my name is Amanda Cunningham. I am a local realtor that has a passion for people. I've helped clients buy and sell over 80 homes in 2019 and would love to help you buy or sell that perfect home. You deserve to get top dollar for your home. Listing with an experienced agent that specializes in not only promoting your home, but helping you get your home buyer ready is key. I have a team of people around me that make what I do each day possible. If you're searching for that perfect home, your experience should be pleasant and stress-free. Call me today. I want to meet you. 254-495-0338. Google Amanda Cunningham Realtor with Colwell Banker Apex to find my website, Facebook, and more. Okay, so what's the most important part about your house? No, it's not that bar or even the man cave. Think about it. The most important thing is your roof. It has to withstand all that Mother Nature can throw your way. So it makes sense to have the best. McAdams & Sons Roofing is your first choice when it comes to protecting your valuable asset. Experienced professionals using only the best materials. So for new construction, re-roofs, repairs, or remodels for composition and metal roofs, think McAdams & Sons Roofing first. And now McAdams & Sons Roofing are installing seamless gutters. They're insured and an A-plus rating on the BBB. McAdams & Sons Roofing will come out, take a look at your roof, and handle all the insurance process for you. Don't let any fly-by-night company look at your roof. Let a real professional you trust do the work for you. Put McAdams & Sons over 40 years of experience to go to work for you all over Central Texas. Check them out online at mcadamsroofing.com or give them a call at 254-799-2949 because you don't want a kid with your house's lid. Listen to Game Time online at CentexSportsFan.com. La Fiesta Restaurant and Cantina has been Waco's favorite Tex-Mex since 1963. Voted the best fajitas, enchiladas, and chili con queso around Central Texas. La Fiesta, a delicious selection of Mexican classics and Texas favorites. You can order any of the delish Tex-Mex food online at LaFiesta.com or stop on by at 3815 Franklin Avenue in Waco. La Fiesta, where passion is the most important green. From the La Fiesta family to yours, have a happy new year. Looking for a great job with great pay and awesome benefits? Genco FCU is hiring. As a longtime Waco employer, Genco focuses on what matters most in our employees' lives, like pay incentives, bonuses, benefits, 401k plans, paid time off, advancement opportunities, medical, prescription, dental, and vision insurance, as well as short and long-term disability. Come join our incredible team today and make Genco your career that will work for you. Apply at GencoFCU.org or at any branch location. How pain turned an avid outdoorsman into a frustrated indoorsman. Meet Ron. I was always active, fishing, swimming, hiking. Until his flat feet brought it all to a grinding halt. It is sharp pain shooting up your leg to your back. And the pain was just the beginning. When you're hurting, you can't move. So I ended up being a couch potato, and my health declined. Fortunately, Ron had someone in his corner. My wife said, that's it. I'm going to take you to the Good Feet store. Where he was personally fitted for arch supports. I took one step, 
there was no back pay. I took another step, no knee pay. And after my second step, I went into my good feet dance. Today, he's grateful to be back in the great outdoors. I feel like a new person, thanks to the Good Feet store. See for yourself how Arch Supports can help you. Stop by for your free fitting or schedule one at goodfeet.com. Stop by the Good Feet store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. You're listening to Game Time with Tom Barfield, Ward Whites, and Ryan Fox, live from Fuzzy's Taco Shop on ESPN Central Texas. First defended route goes routes down the seam in the middle. Bennett looking this time to the edge. Mitchell, one-handed catch for a touchdown. And the highlight reel continues. Audio courtesy of ESPN and many, many audio cuts just like that. Take your pick as the uh, TCU Horn Fogs fall to the uh, Georgia Bulldogs 65-7. to um, Georgia now back-to-back national champions. And, Ward, they've been installed as the favorite to three-peat uh, <laughs> already next year. Uh, has Kirby Smart got a dynasty rolling? Uh I I don't know. I mean, I guess they're going to be the favorites because they're the champions, and they should be the favorites to win next year until proven otherwise and see how everything rolls out. I, you know, it, it's very hard to repeat. It's even it's more hard to go in and, and three-peat. And so, you know, I, I, I understand why they're the favorites. And to me, yeah, they're the favorites. They're the champions until somebody knocks them off. So let's see what happens. we got a long way to go before you can start putting them even in the championship game. For me, it's so – and I agree. If, if, if you're asking me today what would I do, I would make George the favorite. But then I want to watch how NIL affects rosters over the, over the, uh, the, the spring and summer before, before I start placing a bet in Las Vegas. Uh, we talked about the great opportunity for TCU, but it was also an opportunity. We mentioned this yesterday for the Big 12, you know, to, to, to be able to stand up and say, hey, look, we belong. Not that they got beat, but the manner in which they got beat. You know, two of the worst losses in championship history belong to the Big 12, with, with this game being number one and then Oklahoma's loss. Does that change the way the nation – is it I told you so, you don't belong? You know, you know, or is it, hey, you know, that was – great job getting there. We'll see what happens next time. I, I think this was – I think this was a punch in the gut to the conference, in my opinion. I, I don't think it changes the perception of the conference. I'm not sure that even if TCU goes in there and wins a close game that it changes the perception of the conference a whole lot. I mean, I think it is what it is. And the SEC is going to feel like that they're, you know, superior over the Big 12. And, and maybe the ACC feels the same way. Um, and just because you get, you know, one in there and, and, and have an opportunity, I, I'm not sure that that changes the perception until you do it on a consistent basis the way the SEC has done it on a consistent basis. So, uh, and maybe it is a, lot, a little bit of I told you so. I don't know. But I don't, I don't think it changes – I don't think the perception was changed just by TCU being there a whole lot, and I don't—I certainly don't think it's changed now. I, I would—I would tend to agree with you that I don't think it—it it, it mattered that they were there because it almost sounded like, and maybe I—maybe I got a little chip on my shoulder 
But it, it almost sounded like listening to Herb Street and to Fowler that do we really have to have TCU in this big game? I mean, that's it's a, it's what it sounded like to me. And maybe maybe I'm just missing the boat here, but it, it didn't it didn't feel good. Uh, and it did, to me, it didn't sound good watching this game on our cnc collision center text line uh from the 903 it says good morning gentlemen while that game was bad for tcu it was worse for the big 12 after that how do you how do you put a one loss big 12 champion into the playoffs the problem gets worse for the big 12 when ou and ut leave as then you have no blue buds to put into the playoffs i i I agree with that and and i've said that all along I, i look cincinnati got in last year which i was shocked and I was a little bit surprised. If Cincinnati wouldn't have got in last year, I don't think TCU would have had any opportunity to get in this year. I, I, I said all along there was two teams out of this conference that would get invited to the dance, and that was OU and Texas. Well, they proved me wrong on that. But And, and I think TCU kind of forced their hand on it. But, again, I, I think he's dead on with that. And moving forward, when Texas and OU leave this conference – I think it's going to be even more difficult for this conference until we get to an expanded playoff to get into the dance. And, and that's that was going to be my point. Uh, you're going to 12 in, what, two years? Mm-hmm. you got one more year of this. Yeah, you may have some difficulty th- this coming season. I don't uh, – I get it. <laughs> you, your, your representative just got the, their brains beat in 65-7. to 7. And I know you talk about their, their good players and all that, but they had the same amount of time to prepare. They had, everything was exactly the same for both teams, and they went and got their brains beat in. Uh, and it wasn't even close. And you said it. You, you thought the game was over in the first quarter. It was. Good gracious. How do you that, – that's, <laughs> that's terrible. I mean, to, for how horrible is that across the board for everybody concerned – but, you know, but that's what it was. I mean, in your gut feeling was a thousand percent correct because it was. And all it did was get worse as the as the evening unfolded. So with that said, I agree with you. Once you get to 12, though, I think that that that. Uh, well, they they'll they'll get somebody in at least into the playoffs. Right. Now, so, how far they go? Yeah, that's that's to be seen. I yep. don't know. No, I, I'm with you. I mean, it, it, there was there was a in my mind watching that game last night. There was a considerable difference across the board in with just the physicality of Georgia. I thought they were more physical in the football game. They, they I mean, they beat up on TCU quite honestly, in my opinion. Saban, uh, here's another one. Saban said it before the game started. If you overthink and change your plan, you're going to lose. And I think that's what happened. So that's that's a thought from our CNC Collision Center text line, and let's see one. I think we have one more we can jump in here and read. Uh, let's see here. Here's Justin. SEC. Let me see. SEC has won 13 of the last 17 championships. Georgia on a night like that is beating anyone by 30 plus. TC earned the right to play, to play the best. They did. They they did everything that the system asked them to do. They won their comp- they won their regular season games. They 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 won a playoff game to get to the championship. I agree. They earned the right to be in that game. They absolutely did. And then they did nothing in my opinion with that opportunity. They they didn't. I mean, look, it, it was they they got behind the eight ball 10 to nothing. Georgia has the breakdown, I guess, in the secondary, and you get the touchdown, and you go in and you score, and it's 10-7. to 7. 
man, it's a it, now you're right back, it, and it's a football game. Play it like it's a football game, and they didn't. Boom, right back down the field goes Georgia. At one point, I think they were averaging seven to eight yards per rush. TCU flat could not stop them in the run game. They, they, they just couldn't stop them, period. And I don't know. Ward, that's what they do. That's how they won 13 games. You're not going to change who you are in midstream. So what could they have done differently, the Frogs, to, to be in the football game? I mean, we both said we thought Georgia was a better football team, but I thought they were. I thought it was a little offensive that they were a 13-point underdog or 12-and-a-half at, at kickoff. Well, heck, we were wrong. <laughs> yeah, they should have been a thirty-point dog. <laughs> but could it was you, you? What would you've coached? You've been there. What would you have done? What could you have literally done at halftime to get your football team back in that game? Was there anything at that point? At, at halftime, I don't. I mean, I don't know. You're I, I, all you got to do after that, going into the locker room the way they went in the locker room, is come out and say, "Look, do you have any pride at all?" And, and be able to come out and and try to change the narrative and play better in the second half because you certainly didn't play very good in the first half. I, I don't know any other way that you could address that. And you have to do it one play, one series at a time, and, and go out and execute. And they weren't able to do that. And part of that on Georgia, what they were doing to, to eliminate them from executing, that you, you have to tip your hat to that. But, I mean, there's not a whole lot you could say going to the locker room and down as much as you were down and not being able to do anything offensively or defensively. So, uh, you, you just got to say, look, this is gut check time. How much pride do you have? And, you know, do you can you fight back at all? Do you have any fight left in you? Uh, and, and, you know, TCU absolutely did not coming out of the locker room. They just continued on the slide that they were on. So, uh, again, I, I think TCU went into that ball game a little bit tight, and, and, and they never loosened up, and and they they just didn't play good. At every position, they, they, they played – like they were on their heels the entire football game. This was a this was a 1990s Mike Tyson fight from our CNC Collision Center text line. I, I don't That's dis- a good analogy. I don't disagree with that at all. It was a it was an absolute bludgeoning. It was. I mean, again, it's the the worst loss in championship history at 65 to seven, uh, and even. This is the part that that's probably a little insult to injury is their backups. Their second group came in and moved the football and scored. And well, you know, by that time, TCU just didn't have any fight left. No, you're right. And so, you know, that that was part of that deal. Uh, and, and look, when, when you're a team like Georgia, you've got backups that are capable of doing that. And there's a lot of depth there. Uh, again, there just wasn't a whole lot of fight from TCU last night. And, Look, this is a good football team, and and to say that they don't belong or that they're not a very good football team, I I don't think you can say that. They had an awful night last night, and again, if you lined it up again next week, I don't know that it would be the same score. It may be closer. It may be the same score. I don't know, but I think TCU has a good football team. Uh, This is a good conference. And, you know, they prove that by running through the conference. So, again, when you have a bad night and it compounds on top of itself like it did last night and you keep making mistakes and a good team like Georgia is going to take advantage of those mistakes, that's what happens. And 
last night, again, TCU just played very, very poorly all the way across the board at every position. It was not a good night for the Frogs. And unfortunately, it was on the absolute biggest stage it could possibly be on. And so they're going to get dragged through the colds today. And that's kind of where I was going to go with this. I, I totally agree with you. It, we've talked about it. We've talked about the depth of this league uh, this year and just how from 1 to 10, it was it was a battle. 80% of this conference was bowl eligible and made it to a bowl game. That You know, that's, that doesn't happen uh, if you're not a good league. It's a, it is a really good league. And you're right, TCU won it, went through it. And I know that Kansas State won the Big 12 championship game and technically it's the Big 12 champion. But for me, TCU won the regular season by doing what they did. And, and, and that means more than I a championship game. Th- three months worth of work compared to one day's worth of work. I, I totally agree with you. And I agree that they're be- that this is a good conference. But we're talking about... When you, as you pointed out, the big stage and, and all eyes on on this game, people that don't watch it at all watch last night. What is the perception of this conference in comparison, not to the SEC? Let's say to the Big Ten, the AA, the, the ACC, uh, the the Pac-12. What is the perception? Did that do anything to harm the perception of the conference in comparison to all the other conferences, excluding? the SEC. I, I don't think it changes a whole lot. I don't think they they had a whole, a, a very good view of this conference to begin with and felt like that they're, you know, the ACC feels like they're superior, superior to the Big 12 and I don't think that that changed it. Maybe it, it induced it a little bit, but I don't think it changed it at all. I, I don't think you, you look, this conference has, has struggled in, in times past and, and you know, they're, the ACC is, is kind of like the SEC. It thinks that they're, they're that better of a conference. Why? And, and maybe they are. Maybe they're not. I don't know. But I don't think it changes perception. When you think ACC football, what do you think? Clemson? I, I think Clemson. Clemson. That's what I think. Mm-hmm. So how is that a superior product when you think one program? I didn't, I didn't say it was. I said the their perce- perception of them themselves? is. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Pac-12, I, who's, I don't see anything in the Pac-12 that gets me excited. You can talk about USC all you want to, but they give up 9 million points to Tulane. Well, but. And that's a league that gives up a lot of points. But they're a blue blood. Granted. Granted. But, but I, I'm, I'm just, in, in, the, in the overall scheme of things, the perception of the conference, you don't feel like it changed and it wouldn't have changed whether they competed closely in a loss or won the game last night or get blown out last night. The perception of the league didn't change. No, I don't okay. think so. I, I absolutely don't think so. Fair I enough. think it's the same as it was going into that, and and I don't think it changed a whole lot. I, I don't think the perception from everybody else is very high for this conference. I just don't. I feel like that they feel like a lot of people, even in this conference, feel like there's two teams that matter in this conference right now, and – both of those are blue bloods, and after that, there's no blue bloods in this conference. There's just not. Not in the large scheme of things across the country. And isn't it ironic? Those blue bloods have done nothing over well, they, the last they few They have years. it, but they have the name on their front of their jersey, and, and nobody else in the conference does. And once they leave, you know, I, I feel like that that's somebody's going to have to try to step up and, and 
be the leader of this conference. And, and, I, and honestly, I don't know who it's going to be. There's certainly not going to be a blue blood in this conference once they leave. You know, and if you stop and think, and I'm thinking off the top of my head here. We're, by the way, we are at Fuzzy's Tacos at 1509 Hewitt Drive. We invite you to come by. They just started offering a breakfast menu it's 7 o'clock in the morning, early in the morning. So they've now started opening the doors at 7 a.m., and they are open today. This is their second day to be here at 7 a.m., and we invite you to come by and hang out with us. We've got some, some basketball tickets to give away. We've got uh, some coupons to give away. All you got to do is come by and register, and we'll, we'll take care of you about 9 o'clock this morning, contact you and let you know that you want them, and then maybe text it to you. I don't, I don't know. We'll, we'll work it out. But come by and see us. But uh, I was thinking, Ward, correct me if I'm wrong, in the last few years, Kansas, Texas Tech, and Baylor have played for a basketball championship on the men's side, mm-hmm. and now TCU's played for a football championship. I didn't say Oklahoma or Texas, did I? No, you didn't. That's the actual fact, but you, you, you've got a valid point in that from the perception of the league, the perception of the league is is it's all about Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, well, it, in football, it is. Yeah. Basketball is a little bit different. Everybody recognizes that this is the best conference in, in college basketball, and, and it's not even close. And so you want to talk about hoops. This, this is the best conference in the country by far. And so that's a little bit different. And, you know, I – I, I, I'm not sure that that blue blood banner is waved as fiercely in college basketball as it is in football. I think that that when you're talking blue bloods, you you talk more about college football than you do college basketball. Now, sure, there is some great names or great teams in front of jerseys in college basketball, but I mean, it, there hasn't been anybody that's just dominated college basketball for a long period of time in a while. It, it's changed. And part of the reason why that perception has changed is is the way college basketball is constructed. One and dones. One and dones. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and now you have the NIL with the one and dones, and there's so much more convolutedness in, inside college basketball now that it's, it's hard to have that blue blood in college basketball because it, it can change so dramatically each and every year. But the consistency of the Big 12 in college basketball over the last few years has made it the best conference in college basketball. Nobody wants to play the Big 12 in round one of the NCAA tournament. Nobody. I agree. I agree. Uh, we, we, we were up against the break. In fact, we're running a little late. Sorry. We are at Fuzzy's Tacos uh, this morning. We invite you to come by. We'll be here till 9 o'clock. Come say hey. Uh, come have breakfast. Half-price breakfast tacos this morning. At Fuzzy's Tacos, we'll run through the menu for you here in just a couple of minutes. So come by and see us. We'll be here until 9 o'clock this morning, and uh, we are broadcasting live on ESPN Central Texas. Coming up next, Shehan Jayaraja. Hey, everyone. With today's Cowboys playoff report, I'm Christy Scales. Coming off his worst game of the season, why is Dak Prescott confident he can get a playoff win on the road at Tampa, a team that crushed the Cowboys in the season opener? He'll tell you right after this. What does it mean to be a part of Cowboys Nation? At Reliant, it means powering the home of the Dallas Cowboys and homes of Cowboys fans across Texas and helping out when needed most. As an electricity provider, it's our commitment to every customer and their family, and it's as strong as our Texas roots. It's our promise today and for generations to come. 
Reliant, proud to be the official energy provider of the Dallas Cowboys. PUCT number 10007. Becky Hammond on being the first woman to coach in the NBA. What if it's no big deal that I'm a woman? What if it's about striving for excellence and being the best me without the label? It's not about where others say you should be. It's about where you want to go. It's about a financial services company that focuses on your measures of success. Whether it's for your home or business, we offer personalized service and expert advice to help you achieve your unique goals. Visit SWBC.com for financial services without the labels. Dak Prescott and the Cowboys offense were terrible in Sunday's loss, and now they travel to Tampa for a wildcard playoff game against the Bucks, a team he played poorly against in the season opener. So why is he confident the Cowboys can go on the road and get the win? Sure, I mean, you look at the first game of this season, wasn't, wasn't good at all. I didn't play to my performance, obviously, and that was just getting going, trying to find our identity. Um, we lost that game, but you go back a, a year ago when we played those guys, familiar now after, after the two years of playing them, so that obviously gives you confidence but more importantly, as I said, the men in the locker room understanding the resilience that they've shown all year long, uh, just being able to respond. And for myself, that's all I know. I've been, been having to get back up my whole life. Cowboys Bucks is Monday night at 7.15 Central. With this Cowboys playoff report, I'm Christy Scales. Cowboy Report brought to you by Richard Carr Buick GMC Cadillac. Cars and trunks are arriving weekly. Highway 6 at the Imperial Exit in Waco and at richardcar.com. Hey guys, it's Jana with Advanced House Leveling and We're Foundation Repair. We're probably not going to be able to do that last commercial on the air. No, I got in trouble. You are inappropriate. I didn't mean to. I know you're accidentally inappropriate. Well, it's, I was born this way. Yeah. Who's that girl that sings that? I have no idea. Okay, anyway. Y'all call us and remind me who sung that song, Born This Way. Born it. Anyway, why are we here? To tell people that we would be happy to come give them a free inspection for foundation repair. But it's cold. Yes. I have to be happy in the cold? No, you don't have Fix to. Fixitjimmy.com. Just call us. She'll make me show up. I wear my polar bear suit. 254-235-4922. Fuzzy's Taco Shop is your one-stop taco shop for breakfast, brunch, lunch, dinner, hang time, game time. Fuzzy's Baja-inspired tacos, nachos, burritos, and fresh salads are perfect for any time of day. And Fuzzy's Ice Cold Beer and Margarita Schooners are guaranteed to take your meal to the next level. Fuzzy's and Hewitt is now open daily at 7 a.m. serving half-price breakfast tacos from Monday, January 9th to Sunday, January 15th. Half-price Fuzzy's breakfast tacos all week long starting January 9th. Fuzzy's in Hewitt, located at 1509 Hewitt Drive. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update brought to you by ASCO Equipment in Belton off I-35. On it with Case Construction Equipment, whatever the job is. The Georgia Bulldogs are the champions of college football. They dominated TCU 65-7 for the Bulldogs' second consecutive national title. Buffalo safety DeMar Hamlin has been released from the Cincinnati Hospital. He will continue his recovery at Buffalo's General Medical Center. Cliff Kingsbury has been fired as the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals despite signing a five-year extension at the end of last season. The Houston Cougars have reclaimed the top spot in the AP Men's College Basketball Bowl. Kansas is second, followed by Purdue Alabama and Tennessee. Texas is 10 with Kansas State 11, Iowa State 14, and TCU 17. Baylor has dropped out of the poll. Sports Center, every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. You're listening to Game Time with Tom Barfield, Ward Whites, and Ryan Fox, live from Fuzzy's Taco Shop on ESPN Central Texas. All right, good morning. We are broadcasting live this morning from Fuzzy's Tacos, 1509 Hewitt Drive. 
invite you to come by. Half price breakfast tacos this morning. Come see us. Uh, I tell you what, let's do the first first folks through the door. We've got free tickets to, to Baylor and Oklahoma State coming up. Uh, I think it's Wednesday night. Yeah. Uh, no, 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 Saturday, Saturday. It's the Saturday game. Wednesday night they're going to be in West Virginia, Morgantown. So Saturday. So you you come by, we'll hook you up with some basketball tickets. Uh, first three, four folks that come by, we'll get you taken care of. All right, uh, let's continue our conversation talking college athletics. We welcome in from CBSSports.com, Shehan Jayarajah. Shehan, good morning. And one of the things that we talked about, because there's really no no real reason to talk about the football game, <laughs> other than did that loss last night changed the perception of the Big 12 to anybody? I don't necessarily think so. I, I think that, look, when we look at college football right now, there are three programs that I think are just doing things different than everybody else, right? There's Alabama, Georgia, and Ohio State. And, uh, look, you know, I think that some people are going to obviously look and talk about it and be like, well, you know, Big 12 versus SEC versus Big 10, all this sort of stuff. But, I mean, the reality is, right, like it's just those three programs. Those three programs are, really, are playing a different sport right now. I, I mean, remember, TCU just beat the Big 10 champions just last week. Uh, you know, so I, I think that certainly – it does reinforce the idea that the Big 12 does not have a team that can win a national championship, but I, I don't think that that's necessarily a shock to anybody. Obviously, the way that it happened is uh, is pretty unbelievable. One of the biggest beatdowns, not just in national championship game history, but ever. You know, but I, I still think that uh, people will take that more away about what Georgia is doing than anything else. What can TCU take away from this ball game? You know, I think I think that the biggest thing is, I mean, look, no Big 12 team had won a playoff game until TCU did it. No team from the Big 12 other than Oklahoma had made the field until TCU did it. So, I mean, you know, look, obviously things did not end the way that they wanted, but uh, but I think that TCU should still hang their head pretty high uh, for, for what they accomplished this season. You know, from, from a football game perspective, this was year one for Sammy Dykes, right? This was a, a roster in transition. This was putting together, you know, a new sort of team. And, and so I think that, uh, you know, if you're Sammy Dykes right now, I think that, one, you understand, uh, you know, how, how much you can accomplish in year one. But, two, you understand kind of how far there is to go as well. Obviously, you know, look, TC played against uh, some really good teams. You're obviously Michigan uh, last week. And, the difference between a Michigan and, and seeing Georgia and what they can do and the speed that they have and the physicality that they have is, is just a different level. And so I, I think it's going to be a good opportunity for TCU to try to understand what a championship standard looks like. And I, I think that, you know, look, we've seen them uh, be active in the transfer portal so far. They've got a top 20 high school recruiting class coming to campus. Uh, they've got several players from Alabama coming in, including former Alita wide receiver JoJo Earl. I think this is just a, a reminder of, of what the bar is. And uh, and certainly, you know, look, obviously it's going to be tough for TCU to ever reach the kind of bar that Georgia's at right now. But, uh, but you know, I think that it helps clarify a little bit. This is what a championship team looks like. You mentioned Alabama, Georgia, Ohio State, and then everybody else. How do you close that gap? How do you make 
when we get to the semifinals and the finals. How do you make those competitive football games, games in which opponents are in in the game in the fourth quarter? How, how do you how do you prevent sixty five to seven? Yeah, I mean, you know, the short answer in some ways might be that it might not be possible, right? Like, I mean, with the way that these three teams are are functioning right now, with the way that these teams recruit. Certainly, I think, uh, you know, Alabama and Georgia at a different level even than Ohio State. You know, I mean, Ohio State, uh, for, for everything that they've got, hasn't, has only won one playoff game under Ryan Day, right? So, I mean, you know, but, but I think that, that ultimately, right, like this is, this is not a fair sport. This is not a sport that's balanced or, you know, there's no NFL draft in order to kind of balance things out and to make sure that everybody else has a chance. So, I mean, you know, if to some extent, I think that we might be in a position where, uh, those three teams, and especially those two teams, Alabama and Georgia, just might be unstoppable. And so, um, obviously, nothing lasts forever. I, I mean, look, Clemson was a team that was in multiple national championship games, and now it looks like they're not going to be that kind of program anymore. Obviously, you expect that that's going to take a little longer for an Alabama and a Georgia to get to that point. But, uh, you know, I, I think right now there's not a whole lot that anyone in and around the sport can do to, to, to make it happen. Now, the, the one thing that I'll say is that, you know, it's going to be hard for any team, including Alabama and Georgia and Ohio State, to go through and play multiple playoff games, play multiple top 12 competition uh, in the college football playoffs. So that's, that's probably the hope that you have to, to cling to in some ways, um, is, that, is that the path will be hard enough that these teams lose games. But, I mean, again, last last night was obviously an example. If it's if it's one night, if it's one game, I mean, this is what can happen. Did Kirby Smart just pass Nick Saban as the best coach in college football? No, no. It, it's going to take a lot more than even two titles to be able to do that. I mean, remember, Nick Saban did that in 2011 and 2012 and then went on to, you know, to do everything that he's done since 2012 as well and everything he's done in the college football playoff era. I, I mean, look, I, I think that obviously in this moment, Kirby Smart and Georgia, they are the it program in college football. But, you know, remember, I, I think that what, what we have to think about with Nick Saban is that it is not just a one- or two-year thing. Uh, you know, it is what they have done over a sustained period of time. They've won at least 11 games every year since 2011, which is just unbelievable. They obviously have been competitive in college football playoffs. They're going to have a top-five finish this year. Uh, You know, look, these are the two worst years probably back-to-back at Alabama that they've had and probably in the entire Saban era. But, you know, Nick Saban obviously has built his legacy over the the course of 15 years. And so I, I think that I think that Kirby Smart would understand, too, that this isn't something that you can do in one or two years. It's a sustained success. This is, you know, a decade of success. And, and I, I don't think that you can uh, take that away from Nick Saban quite as yet. Shayhan, we were uh, discussing uh, earlier the, the quality of competition top to bottom in these Power Five conferences. And I think we all agree that the SEC is, is clearly the, the, uh, the premier league top to bottom in, in America, in the Power Fives. How would you rank the other four? Yeah, well, I, I think that um, I, I think that that's a good question. So, so the SEC, like you said, has the combination of both top-end uh, players with obviously Alabama and Georgia uh, and other teams that can maybe get into that range with like an LSU. And so, uh, you know, obviously that, that kind of puts them in a unique place. It's really hard, <laughs> to be honest. I, I think that, 
when you look at the Big Ten, obviously I think that they are the other conference that has a superpower. They have Ohio State. Um, you know, and they have another team in Michigan that is a consensus top five program right now in college football. So I think you probably do have to give them the respect of being number two. But, you know, the reality is once you get past the top three or four in that conference, the bottom of that conference is, is not good at all. It is not a deep conference whatsoever. I, I think that if we're just talking in this moment, I think the Big 12 has a very good case to be number three. Obviously, they have uh, you know, one, the one team that won a playoff game this year outside of the SEC. And, uh, you know, so I, I think that, that the level of competition top to bottom of the Big 12, when you look at sort of the analytic systems and every team was top half team in college football this year, you know, I think that they're just so deep that I would probably put them at number three. You know, I, I think that the Pac-12 this year was number four. A lot of really good teams, but a huge disconnect between the top and the bottom. The bottom of, of the Pac-12 was awful. The top was really, really good. So I think that that sort of uh, situation puts them in that kind of uh, position. And look, if Clemson isn't a national championship contender in the ACC, I, I think that we have to kind of point out that the ACC is not all that good. You know, I mean, there are obviously a couple of teams that are in that top 25 range, but I, I don't necessarily think that they have a whole lot to compete with top to bottom. And again, the bottom of the conference is really, really bad. So uh, that's probably how I'd have them right now after the SEC is probably the Big Ten and the Big 12, and then the Pac-12 and then the ACC. Michigan gets their running back back. Do they get their coach back next year? <laughs> Man, uh, if I knew what Jim Harbaugh was going to do with his life, I'd be making a lot more money than I do now. But I, I think that uh, when you look at Jim Harbaugh and you look at the jobs that are open, because there are so many jobs open right now in the NFL and a lot of attractive jobs open in the NFL right now as well. Obviously, you know, you look at a situation like Denver where things didn't come together, but, uh, you know, you still have a lot to work with there and in a competitive roster. I, I think like Carolina, you know, you're in a situation where you truly are a quarterback away and that's pretty much it. You know, the, the Cardinals were an 11-win team just last year. I, I think that there's a lot of opportunities to like right now if you are Jim Harbaugh. So I, I think that there's just too many good openings, and ultimately he does end up taking one. Um, you know, last year he had a conversation after he didn't get the Vikings job and kind of said, I, I'm done with uh, with all of this. But I, I think that, you know, the allure of the NFL is a lot. And, and the reality is, too, I mean, people need to understand – Jim Harbaugh has one of the highest winning percentages of all time as an NFL coach. Like not just uh, not just in the modern era, but ever. And uh, and we'll obviously kind of have to wait and see whether he can still kind of uh, pull things together the same kind of way a decade later. But I, I think that ultimately, at least one NFL team is going to fall in love with him and give him the kind of control that I think he craves. Less than 24 hours after the championship game is Georgia. Your uh... Your odds on favorite to, to three-peat? I think they have to be. I, I think that you look at, uh, obviously they're going to lose Stetson Bennett, but they bring back a lot, especially on the defensive side of the ball. They're, they're, you know, you look at some of the guys who contributed for them, and a lot of them were you know, a lot of them were true freshmen. I mean, Bear Alexander over there from Denton, Texas, uh, obviously a great player who was featured a lot in Dave Campbell's like football. I mean, he, he had an unbelievable game for Georgia. I think that he's probably that next guy uh, on the interior defensive line. Brock Bowers is going to be back for Georgia next year. Lad McConkey's back. Uh, like, there's just so many 
good players that are going to be back for Georgia. And by the way, the guys that they're losing, uh, you know, they're going to find ways to replace as well. So I, I think that when you look at them right now, again, they are the it program in college football. Now, Look, we've only had uh, – Georgia's the first team to ever go back-to-back uh, in the college football playoff era. It's really hard to do. It's a testament to what they built there that they were able to do it. So it wouldn't be a shock to see them uh, stumble somewhere along the way and not make it back. But uh, but I think that certainly Georgia has to be the odds-on favorite to come back. The way-too-early Big 12 favorite going into next season. This is really hard, to be honest. You know, I think that TCU, TCU is probably going to cycle out. They lost a lot of production. I think Kansas State also loses a lot of production. Uh, certainly, I think that you have to look at, uh, you know, Oklahoma State also lost a lot of production. So I, I think that it, it truly is going to be a, a coin flip next year when it comes to competing at the top of this conference. I, I mean, I, I think that if we're power rating teams right this second like like you have to at least consider texas with what they bring back i mean i don't want to be the the guy jumping on the early texas bandwagon but but i do think that they're going to be competitive you know and and tcu's going to replace their guys with, with other really really good players and a great transfer class so those would probably be the two that would come to mind first but but truly i think that when we head into this off season it, it's going to be clear just how wild and chaotic the big 12 would be in let's let's uh quickly talk some basketball anything anything surprising to you across the nation uh in college basketball early on as we you know we're still rather early in conference competition yeah i mean i think that the the biggest thing is i mean there there has not been sort of uh that group of teams that necessarily has has been consistent at the top. I think that this is as uh, as balanced a year as we've seen in a while. I don't think that there's like a true dominant team. Houston is probably the closest thing that we're we're gonna get to it. But you know, you look at some of the teams that were expected to compete for the top spot early, and and I think that you, know, you look at Baylor. Baylor's out of the poll right now. Obviously, I think that you look at Gonzaga. They've obviously disappointed. So I mean, to to kind of have I think that much parity outside of maybe the top three in college basketball. I, I think that it's setting up for an unbelievable March Madness. Shayhan, what are uh, what are you working on for uh, for CBSSports.com? Well, right now, I'm uh, man, I am all booked up with appearances today. Uh, obviously, a lot of people want to talk about this national championship game. So uh, taking a deep breath. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I think a lot of them uh, were probably set up before they saw the final score of the game. <laughs> but, uh, you know, obviously another great college football season in the books, and we'll have plenty of content coming over the offseason at CBSSports.com. As always, buddy, it's a pleasure. Thanks so much for your time. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. We'll see you. That is uh, Shehan Jayaraja from CBSSports.com. Good stuff. All right, uh, we are broadcasting live today from uh, – from here at Fuzzy's Tacos, we're at 1509 Hewitt Drive. I can't wait till we get Stephanie on the year award. For three weeks, she kept saying 1510. So everybody's across the street trying to figure out how to get over here. 1509 Hewitt Drive, that's where we are. We'll be here uh, until 9 o'clock this morning. Half-price tacos. 
uh, breakfast tacos for you right now. Uh, your choice, egg and cheese, potato egg and cheese, uh, shrimp egg and cheese, chorizo potato egg and cheese. You name it, they've got it for you, and they're half-priced this morning here at Fuzzy's Tacos. Come by and see us. we got some some uh, some basketball tickets to give away, Baylor at Oklahoma State. You can come by and get those from us. Uh, we got some coupons to give away. Going to be a lot of fun, so come see us. We'll be here until 9 o'clock this morning broadcasting live from Fuzzy's Tacos at 1509 Hewitt Drive. Tom, Ward, Stephanie, Ryan, we're right back with more of the program in just a moment. Matt Mosley, weekdays at 4 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. I don't think the reporter did anything wrong other than just wasn't really clear. And what Gundy loves to do, and he's been doing it for years, he likes to appear, you know, here I am, I've got my coaches back, and he likes to embarrass people and belittle people. Some people might want to call that bullying. I just call it being a jerk. The Matt Mosley Show, weekdays 4 to 6 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. Don't miss the Lone Star Gun Show, Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center. You'll find great items at terrific prices on new and used guns, knives, swords, hunting gear, books, coins, medals, and ammo. Best of all, you'll enjoy browsing with the benefit of paying discount prices. Hours are 9 to 5 Saturday, 10 to 4 Sunday. Bring in your old gun and trade up for the gun you've always wanted. Lone Star Gun Show, Saturday and Sunday at the Bell County Expo Center in Belton. Are you ready to jump into a career with a local Fortune 500 company? Sherwood-Williams is hiring for CDL drivers pay averaging $92,000 annually and regional CDL drivers with pay averaging $94,000 annually. Sherwin-Williams offers competitive benefits including paid vacation and flex time, medical, dental, vision, life insurance, 401k, and pension. Apply today at careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. That's careers.sherwin.com forward slash drivers. Sherwin-Williams is an equal opportunity employer including disability and veterans. Your home for Baylor men's and women's basketball, ESPN Central Texas. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at Pioneer boys.com there are lots of reasons to own a golf car get around the neighborhood cruising the lake at campground perfect for light duty on the farm or work site and you can't run a festival without a golf cart oh yeah and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf too there's lots of reasons to own a golf cart but only one best place to buy one mission golf cars in waco off highway 6 at bagby has the largest selection of easy go golf cars for sale rent lease or repairs in central texas check us out online at missiongolfcars.com and remember at mission golf cars quality always comes standard Fuzzy's Taco Shop is your one-stop taco shop for breakfast, brunch, lunch, dinner, hang time, game time. Fuzzy's Baja-inspired tacos, nachos, burritos, and fresh salads are perfect for any time of day. And Fuzzy's ice-cold beer and margarita schooners are guaranteed to take your meal to the next level. Fuzzy's in Hewitt is now open daily at 7 a.m. serving half-price breakfast tacos from Monday, January 9th to Sunday, January 15th. Half-price Fuzzy's breakfast tacos all week long starting January 9th. Fuzzy's in Hewitt, located at 1509 Hewitt Drive. You're listening to Game Time with Tom Barfield, Ward Whites, and Ryan Fox. Live from Fuzzy's Taco Shop on ESPN Central Texas. <laughs> All right, 757, welcome back into the program. Drive safe, look, you're out and about. There is some fog. Uh, if you're on your way 
over here to uh, Fuzzy's Tacos, a gentleman pointed out that we are between McAllister's and the car wash on Hewitt Drive. Thank you very much, sir. Appreciate it. Well, we, we, I'm sorry. I wish Corey was here. I really do wish Corey was here. Enough. Uh, Enough. Stephanie went to put her headset on, Corey, and she put it on backwards. So. I was just trying to get a reaction out of you, Tom. And it worked. I was trying to get you to laugh this morning. So you've been hanging out here at Fuzzy's Tacos. This is a cool place, isn't it? I love this place. You know, this would it. be a great place to come watch the game. There's, mm-hmm. I don't know, eight, ten big screen TVs throughout Fuzzy's. Yes, they have a nice patio. 13, okay. 13. He said 13. 8, 10, or 13. We're going to yeah. go 13. Thirteen's <laughs> a lucky number. So, um, Yeah, so they just started opening at 7 a.m. this week for breakfast. But what I didn't know and I just learned, they serve breakfast all day long. Really? Yes. So you can get breakfast tacos anytime. And th- so if you're a big chorizo fan at, at, at 9 o'clock at night, you, you can get you it. You can get the eggs and chorizo. Absolutely. They How have- about that? They have potato and egg. They have chorizo and egg and cheese. They even have shrimp and eggs. Now, That's what I, I said. Never, Shrimps. I mean, I've done shrimp and grits, but I ain't never done shrimp, eggs, and... Is that a thing? I guess that's a thing, right, Ward? It is now. <laughs> it is now. I guess, if it's I on the Fuzzy's Taco menu, so you know it's a thing. But if you come by this week, they have half-priced breakfast tacos. They also have burritos, and they have breakfast plates. So come by, say hello. and um, I just want to know that they have chimichangas. No, they don't have chimichangas. <laughs> hey, and today is Taco Tuesday. Every day is Taco Tuesday here. Well, for you. <laughs> well, in here. But, yeah, come well, by. Well, that was insulting. No, you like tacos. Holy moly. Anyways, come on. She just called me Fat Ward. No, she said you like tacos. (laughs) (laughs) She just said you're a big old dude. Hey, you've lost some weight. I'm proud of you. Hey, come by and see us. We're here at Fuzzy's Taco in Hewitt on Hewitt Drive. And the actual address is 1509 Suite 1 between McAllister's and the car wash. So. Depends on which direction you're going, of course. But if you're going eastbound, it's on the left side. If you're going west, it's on the right side of Hewitt Drive. You did that all by yourself. Hey, I did. Second. See, I do have some brains. <laughs> Corey, I just, from our CNC oh, Collision Center text line, Corey says, I'm 10 minutes away, been on the wrong side of the road all morning. <laughs> Hi, Corey. Corey, you come on in here and let me see your face. You are quite funny. Um, hey, but real quick, if we've got one minute. Chad's walking in the door. He's the owner, and uh, we'll let him talk real yeah, quick. Yeah, bring bring that headset over here. And uh, here's Chad, one of the owners of Fuzzy. All right, we'll uh, we'll visit with Chad. And, and and man, this is up. Let's get him hooked up. Chad, can you hear us? Okay. Yeah, I can hear you. Well, great. First, I appreciate you rushing in. I know you had to take your daughter to school. Uh, first of all, appreciate you having us out. Secondly, the, what what made you guys decide you wanted to try the the, the seven a.m. thing? That's it's kind of cool, and it's and it's it's taken off here in just the second day. Yeah. Well, uh, we lived in Houston for nine years before we moved to Waco, and uh, everywhere else you go in Texas, especially the Houston area, mm-hmm. fuzzies are packed. Uh, breakfast, lunch, uh, in the, the entertainment in the evenings. Uh, there's lines out the door. And uh, we want to get that exposure here in Waco. And part of that is, is expanding the hours here to breakfast. I think there's a tremendous opportunity with the air, the uh, uh, employment in this area, uh, the shift workers and everybody, mm-hmm. that uh, there's a good opportunity to, to serve a breakfast here. We, we were just talking uh 
this has to be a great place to come watch the football game. Uh, you got 13 big screen TVs. I would imagine Monday night uh, when the when the Cowboys play that playoff game that uh, this place will be rocking. Yeah, uh, you, it's hard to find a seat when the Cowboys are playing in here. And uh, we were in here last night, and uh, it was it was a big crowd at the start of the game, but uh, <laughs> it uh, fizzled out towards the end. I wonder why. I wonder why. What 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 made you want to be a part of Fuzzy's Tacos? Well, we, uh, you know, we had seen where it was available uh, to for us to uh, to take over, and we had seen uh, the disparity between the performance of these stores versus the stores in Dallas, Houston, uh, the ones that I frequented when I lived mm-hmm. in Houston. Uh, I, I knew the potential was there, and we just had to get the exposure to the Waco market and uh, let the people know here how uh, exceptionally uh, good the food is and how fun the evenings are here. Visiting with Chad uh, as we talk fuzzy tacos. You have live music on the weekends here as well. That's always fun on the patio. Yes, yes. Friday, Saturday, we'll have live entertainment. Uh, we have a, a selection of bands that are very good. They uh, draw really big crowds. Uh, we had Chris Lowe here a couple of weekends ago uh, before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was absolutely packed that night here. Uh, it was a big night. Also, Wednesday night you have trivia. That's always you, a trivia. lot of people like trivia. And yes. You yeah. have prizes for that as well. So yeah. come yeah. show your smarts and, and, and win some fuzzies. Yeah, we have some karaoke nights. And uh, one thing we're working on is we're working on a comedy night. Uh, we're trying to ah. get a, a rotation of comedians. Uh, the challenge is you got to get a, enough of them that uh, people aren't hearing the same jokes every week. <laughs> 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 All right, so uh, 7 o'clock, and that's the new store hour, so I guess yes. 7 to 10 Monday through Thursday, right? Uh, no, m- Monday through Saturday. Oh, okay, Sunday. Monday through Saturday. Sunday is the only day we're not going to be open at 7 a.m. And then Sunday is 10 to 9. So, yes. But still great, great hours and great opportunities to come by. And I would imagine this weekend with the NFL playoffs going Saturday and Sunday and Monday that this will be a, a great place to come hang out. Absolutely. All right. Hey, Chad, thanks for your time. Thanks for having us out as you introduce the, the new store hours. Open 7 a.m. here at Fuzzy's Tacos, 1509 Hewitt Drive. Uh, it is time now for the uh, for the Baylor Sports Beat program. Here's John Morris. It's time now for the Baylor Sports Beat on the home of the Bears, ESPN Central Texas. Now, here's the voice of the Bears. Everybody, it's time for a check of Baylor Athletics on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Coming up to the victor goes the spoils. A big week for Baylor women's basketball, and they rack up Big 12 and national honors. Details straight ahead on today's Baylor Sports Beat. Drop the great selection of new cars and trucks at Allen Samuels in Waco. Say big during the Big Finish Sales Event on new 2022 Ram 1500 Lone Star Trucks with total values of up to $7,250 and no payments for 90 days. First responders get $500 in bonus cash. Come see why Ram continues to win awards every year. If we don't have what you want in stock, we'll custom build the truck of your dreams and order it today. Hurry in for some of the best deals of the year on Ram Trucks at Allen Samuels in Waco. If you like the Baylor gear John and the crew are wearing, check it out at the Baylor Bookstore on campus or online at BaylorShop.com. Light the tower green. The Baylor Bears are Big 12 Conference champions. Fans, want to get into Baylor Bears athletic events for free? Become a Texas Farm Bureau member today. Texas Farm Bureau members get two free tickets to select Baylor Bears athletic events all year long. 
Visit BaylorBears.com slash TFB tickets to learn about how you can get your two free tickets today. Texas Farm Bureau Insurance, proud sponsor of Baylor Athletics. You're listening to the Baylor Sports Beat on ESPN Central Texas. Here again is the voice, John Morris. And welcome back. It was a week to remember for Baylor women's basketball. For the first time in school history, they won two road games over ranked opponents last week. First, knocking off 17th-ranked Oklahoma. Then on Saturday, knocking off 21st-ranked Kansas, both on the road. For their efforts, Baylor is named ESPN's Team of the Week. Baylor swept the Big 12 honors for the week. Sarah Andrews, the Player of the Week. Dariana Littlepage Bugs, the Big 12 Newcomer of the Week. And Sarah Andrews caps that being named ESPN's National Player of the Week. Okay. Um, I think, you know, it's amazing. I'm just very proud of us. I think we deserved it. Uh, just playing our best basketball right now. I think, you know, we got a lot more left in the take, but I think, like, well-deserved for us. You, you have to guard against being complacent. You know, we, we like, I mean, go figure. We're, we're three games in and the only team that hasn't lost a game in the league. But that can flip in a week. You know, you see what it's done in a week to put ourselves in position. It can easily flip in a week, you know. And, and I think the fact that Oklahoma State beat Texas is going to raise everyone's antenna. No one's thinking... Oklahoma State is Oklahoma State from a year ago. I mean, they're a totally different team, and, and you know, we're, we think we can beat anyone. I also think if we don't show up and compete and we're not prepared, that we can get beat by anybody in this league. So um, proud but never satisfied, kind of that mentality that we've got to take. There's a reason why we won those two games. But if we suddenly feel like we've arrived, you know, it, it'll turn on us real quick. Baylor women's coach Nikki Collin preceded by guard Sarah Andrews. Baylor women's basketball back home and back in action tomorrow night in the Farrell Center. It's a 7 p.m. tip-off tomorrow as Baylor hosts the Cowgirls of Oklahoma State. The Baylor men on the road. They'll play at West Virginia tomorrow evening at 6. And that's today's Baylor Sports Beat. More tomorrow. I'm John Morris. From the Allen Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram Studios, this is KRZI Waco, K222DC Waco, K265DV Temple, ESPN Central Texas. Time to talk Baylor Athletics with Baylor University's Director of Sports Journalism, Jerry Hill. All right, welcome back into Hour 2 of the program. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas, your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Tom Ward, Ryan, Stephanie from Sales is with us. We uh, Ward and I are on location this morning. We're at Fuzzy's Tacos where they uh, have introduced their brand-new store hours here at 1509 Hewitt Drive, and they're now open for breakfast with with the celebration of the uh, of the new store hours. It is half-price Breakfast tacos this morning here at Fuzzy's. So that's a, that's a pretty good deal. We welcome into the program this morning uh, the uh, – h- how do we want to describe him this well, – you know what, let's just say good morning to Jerry Hill. Jerry, good morning. How are you? Good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Doing great. We uh, we appreciate your time, and, and, and thanks so much. We wanted to get you on today so you'd have plenty of time to break down <laughs> – the, uh, the the national championship game and oh so Jerry gosh. where do where do we begin? <laughs> oh, that was rough. Um, you know, I was thinking about it or looked up some stuff today, 
TCU made it to the final and made it to the championship game. Let's let's start there. Um, there there have only been 14 different teams that have made the CFP, um, and that's out of a possible 36 spots. And TCU is the first Big 12 team to make it to the championship game. So I think you start there. Uh, but it was just a bad night. I mean, a bad night for TCU, bad night for the uh, Big 12. Uh, and Georgia just played unbelievable. That's that's the Georgia, though, that you expected to see. Jerry. Thank you. <laughs> Works better with the button on. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry, when you look at the Big 12 and the perception yeah. that that everybody has on the Big 12, does last night's performance in your mind change that perception, or would it have even changed with a better performance? Oh, I think it would have changed with a better, you know, better performance from TCU, but I, I don't think it should change the perception of the Big 12. I mean, um, you know, what I think it says is that, you know, even with Texas and Oklahoma leaving the league, the Big 12 is going to be just fine. I mean, Cincinnati made the CFP last year. They're coming into the Big 12, and then TCU makes the championship game this year. So, you know, and then when you look at basketball, I mean, you know, this will easily be, I think, the best basketball conference in the country. So, you know, I don't know that it changes it a whole lot, Ward. Um, you know, it certainly doesn't help when you get beat 65-7, but they did make the championship game. So I think that's something you got to look at. You know, and that's the first Big 12 team to make it to the uh, championship game. Oklahoma's been in there four times in the playoffs but never made the finals. So, uh, you know, again, give TCU credit for what they did this year with a 13 and two season under a first year head coach. Jerry, let's uh, let's switch gears and let's talk some basketball. Uh, let's begin with let's begin with the women. Boy, I, I, could they have had a better week going on the road, winning a couple of games on the road in Big 12 conference play against top 25 teams, and then receiving the national attention that they've received. Uh, this week. Could it get any better for Nikki Collins' team? I don't think so. Not after a week like that. That was, uh, you know, and I think it was needed. Um, you know, I, I I kind of agreed with, you know, Nikki's assessment. You know, going in, you would think, man, if you could just win one of those two games on the road against top 25 teams, I think you would have felt like you had a pretty good week and, and you'd be sitting there at 2-1, and one, but, you know, they won them both. Uh, and, and, you know, and won them won them both by double digits, actually. So, you know, I, I think they had an unbelievable week. Sarah Andrews obviously had a great week with, you know, 30 against Oklahoma and 27 against Kansas. So, uh, you know, it sets them up. They're, uh, you know, three games in, they're the only undefeated team in conference play. So um, they're w- definitely where you want to be. And, and as she said uh, in the presser yes, yesterday, they, you know, there's that could flip in a week, um, you know, as you – as you kind of saw with uh, the Baylor men, you know, losing two in a row at home, um, you know, that everything can change in a week. And, and But certainly that week set them up for the rest of the year being the only undefeated conference team. Getting back home to the Farrell Center tomorrow night against Oklahoma State, and, and they would like to carry that momentum into the Farrell Center. But how much does that help them just getting on their home floor and being a little more comfortable as well? I, you know, and I think she had said this, Nikki had said this about Kansas. They're they're comfortable anywhere. You know, they beat Arizona by twenty something points uh, at Arizona. I, I think Baylor's kind of getting that way. Um, you know, I, I'm not sure that it matters right now where they play, but certainly you want to play at home and you want to play in front of your fans. 
Um, Oklahoma State's coming off a big win over Texas. Uh, you know, they beat them in Stillwater. So, uh, again, that's it is good to be home. Um, but I think they've shown that they can do just fine on the road. Uh, and they'll have to go on the road uh, Sunday, I believe it is, against uh, West Virginia. Jerry, when uh, when you uh, look at the men's team, let's let's talk a little bit about the men's team. Do you look at the at the glass half full or half empty? I mean, do you look at it and say, "Hey, we're we're uh, we're a basket or a stop away from having two wins at home," or or we got to figure out a way to play better uh, down the stretch at the end of b- basketball games? I mean, is it half half empty or half full, or is it both? Well, I'm a I'm a half full guy, but you know that's a tough week um, when you when you have games like that that you know really probably you could have should have won both games uh, and then you lost them both. You know they had the 17 point first half lead on TCU. You know you need to finish that. And then against K State, um, you know I thought they fought to get it to overtime with the Jalen Bridges three pointer and and even had a three point lead in overtime and just couldn't hold it. So, again, I think you've got to figure out how to finish. Um, you've got to figure out how to play better defense. Um, that was obviously the case in both of those games. Um, you know, gave up 88 to TCU and then 86 in regulation uh, to K-State uh, and, and lost that game 97-95. So you got to play better defense, obviously. Um, you know, they're still giving too many easy buckets on drives to the basket. They've got to figure out how to stop that. Um, and, uh, you know, and again, just figuring out how to finish because you've got, like you said, you had them both right there where you could be sitting here at two and one and probably ranked top 15 or something. Um, but you lost both of those games and now you're out of the top 25 for the first time in three or four years. Yeah. Out of the top 25 and now you're sitting, uh, in a little bit of a hole at zero and three. Is there a sense of urgency for this basketball team? Or is that the worst-case scenario? Can they just go out and, and be themselves and, and try to fight through this? Ward, I don't know if there's a panic situation, but I think there has to be a sense of urgency. You're, like you said, you're 0-3, and, and, and certainly if you have any chance of, of you know repeating as a Big 12 champion, you, I think you'd almost have to win out. So I think they go on the road to West Virginia you know, knowing they need to win that game, and that's, you know, probably one of the toughest places to play in the Big 12. Uh, you know, Kansas went in there and won fairly handily. So, you you know, you feel like you can do that. But, you know, that's not a place Baylor has won a ton of games. So, um, that's a tough place to start when you're 0-3. But uh, they, they can get it turned around. I mean, the, the talent is there. Um, you know, certainly have, uh, you know, some of the best guards in the country. Uh, they need to play better inside. Um but, you know, I, I do think they have the pieces there. Um, they've just got to figure out maybe how to play better together and, and communicate better on defense. Jerry, do you um, do you see any surprises in the conference, maybe just how good Kansas State is? I mean, did we see that coming? Well, I mean, I don't know that I've ever seen a team go from, you know, they were, I believe they were out of the poll last week to number 11. So, you know, I don't know that I've seen a jump like that in one week. But, uh, yeah, incredible for them to be sitting here at 14-1, and 3-0 in conference. And Coach Tang has done an unbelievable job. You know, had some transfers come in there. Um, you know, that's a lot of that roster. But, uh, yeah, they've done a – I think they're the biggest surprise. 
When you look at this conference and, and sitting where it is right now, you mentioned the best conference in, in college basketball, and there's no doubt about that. But earlier in the season, it was a, well, we might get eight teams in. We might get nine teams in. And, and I saw a couple of where, you know what, everybody from the Big 12 may get invited to the dance. What do you feel like as we get through, starting going through conference right now, how many teams out of this conference do have a legitimate chance of making it into the NCAA tournament? Yeah, Ward, I think it still comes down to, you know, what you do in conference play because, and I've seen some of the same stuff. I looked up the BPI rankings. I don't know exactly how all that's, you know, determined, but 10 teams were in the top 37. And to me, all of those should go into the, into the NCAA tournament right now. But, you know, if you've got a team that's, say, you know, 4 and four and 12 or whatever, uh, you know, or 4 and 16 or something, you know, if you've got a team like that, they're not going to make the NCAA tournament. So I still think it comes down to how you do in the, in the Big 12. And I, I think there will be some teams that, you know, certainly wind up with losing records in conference play that get in just, just because of how good the league is. I'm going to take you back to the women for just a couple of seconds here. Uh, as well as they're playing, how close are they to getting uh, Asia back in, in, into the rotation? Yeah, I just I saw a, a tweet from Asia maybe a day or two ago that said, you know, something that it sounded like it was coming soon again. You know, you hope to get her back in the next couple of weeks and, and can really help you down the stretch. I don't know. I haven't seen anything in terms of, how much she's practicing or what she's doing right now. You'd like to get her, you know, back in the fold. And, and man, I mean, you know, as good as you were last week, think about that. You throw her into the equation, and that's just that much a better team. Um, you know, they were able to basically do it with six players Saturday at Kansas, and that's going to be hard to do in very many games where you, where you only play six players. And think about how tired the guards played. I, I know all three of them played all but, you know, one minute in that game. So they can't they can't keep that up. They need to get, you know, more, you know, depth. Obviously there, Jana Van Gietenbeek has also been out. Um, so you need her back. But certainly Asia would, you know, kind of elevate this team to, you know, they're a borderline NCAA team or a borderline, you know, top 16 team that would host to, I think they would be a top 10 team with her. We uh, were visiting with Jerry Hill, the uh, director of sports journalism. I'm, I'm yo-yoing you back and forth between the men and the women, but let's go back to the men for just a second. Do you? And again, this is pure speculation, but do you feel like? Do you kind of get the sense that that Jalen's really close to taking off? Bridges is really close to 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 being the guy that they thought he could be for this team. Yeah, I think so. You know, he has he has gotten better from three point range the last couple of games. You know, he hit a. He had a big one uh, at, at the end of the first half that gave them their, you know, one of their biggest leads at 47-42, and then you know he hit the one to send them into overtime basically. And I think he's playing better defense, um, you know. So I think you're seeing good signs from him. You know, Caleb Loner is is big on the boards, but you need to get some more point production from him. But yeah, I think Jalen is getting there, and, and you know it may have taken a little time for him to gel with the rest of the guys. You know, again, so many of these guys were new to the program that it probably was going to take a little while. But for all those, you know, people that are panicking that they're, you know, 0-3 in conference or whatever, I still look at this is a team that beat Gonzaga and UCLA earlier in the year. So it's not like this team can't do it. It's just it's been a struggle 
you know, here at the start of Big 12 play. Well, I know that you and, and Bryce Cherry and John Warner are about to go jogging in Cameron Park, so I'm going to let you get away and go take care of that, that five-mile run. So have a great day, and, and thanks for your time as always. Oh, by the way, what do you got coming up on? Uh, what do you got coming up in the Insider? I was wondering why I didn't get an invite to uh, Fuzzy Tacos. You know, I think I could have probably. Well, you're made, always you know, welcome to come appearance. to Fuzzy's Tacos. But <laughs> I just knew that the jog was coming up, and. I didn't know if you oh, yeah, wanted to yeah, have yeah. breakfast before you went running. Right. No, probably wouldn't want to do that. But, um, yeah, Tommy, obviously, <laughs> you know, busy. This is kind of the week where, you know, stuff starts heating up. Uh, track, indoor track actually opens this weekend at, in Lubbock at the Corky Classic. And men's tennis uh, will have a doubleheader on Sunday. I'm actually doing um, kind of a video preview or video state of the program with uh, Coach Woodson. So that'll – That'll be coming up, I believe, Wednesday or Thursday of this week. Outstanding. Hey, Jerry, thanks. We appreciate your time as always. Thanks, guys. Have a great day. You do the same. Jerry Hill, uh, a view from the Hill, if you will, uh, from the Baylor Bear Insider. He is the uh, Director of Sports Journalism. It is a Tuesday morning edition. We are live from Fuzzy's Tacos, 1509 Hewitt Drive. We are here all morning long. They got half-price breakfast tacos. Come on by, check it out, and, and, and take advantage of a great opportunity to have a, a breakfast taco here at Fuzzy's Tacos. And of course, we're presented by Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep, Ram, Fiat, your friend in the car business, where they start something new. The something new sales event is going on right now at uh, Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. And look, they've got some some great deals going on, and you ought to come by and check it out at 201 West Loop 340, just down from Highway 84, or check them out online at alansamuelsdcj.com. That's Alan Samuels, Dodge Chrysler, Jeep Ram Fiat, your friend in the car business. Baylor Bear Basketball, all season long, with Pat and John, here on the home of the Bears. The Baylor men on the road to West Virginia this Wednesday. 5.30 for the countdown to tip-off, 6 p.m. tip-off Wednesday. Follow the defending back-to-back Big 12 champion Baylor Bears all season long, here on the home of Baylor Bear Basketball, ESPN Central Texas. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at PioneerBoys.com. There are lots of reasons to own a golf car, get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake at campground, perfect for light duty on the farm or work site, and you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh yeah, and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf cars for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com, and remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. 
Elevate your career with a new job at Versalift Southwest, a time manufacturing company. Versalift Southwest occupies a 16-acre state-of-the-art assembly and upfitting facility that develops and builds the world's best aerial lifts, digger derricks, and cable placers right here in Central Texas. They are now hiring hydraulic, electrical, and service technicians. They offer a great benefits package and outstanding starting pay. Drop by their location, 7601 Imperial Drive in Waco, to apply. Listen to the Matt Mosley Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Do you have pain or sports injuries that are keeping you on the sidelines? Start a conversation with a specialist at Ascension Medical Group, Providence Orthopedics and Sports Medicine. Tell us about your activities and your history of pain or a recent injury so together we can create the best care plan for you. We are here with minimally invasive to advanced surgery options, as well as physical therapy, and we treat both kids and adults. Schedule with our specialists today at ascension.org slash Texas Ortho. Does the thought of mice, rats, or other rodents taking up residence in your walls or attic make you feel uncomfortable? Once inside, these unwanted critters can cause thousands of dollars in damage to your home. The experts at 855-BUGS can identify points of entry and eliminate them. We use a variety of methods to keep rodents out. Be proactive, not reactive. Let 855-BUGS ensure your home is protected with a free inspection and comprehensive treatment plan. Visit 855-BUGS.com now to schedule your free inspection. In the five or so years that I've been servicing my cars here at Freddie Kish, I've been extremely pleased. I've been a customer of Freddie Kish for going on seven years. They just make it so convenient. And then on the other side, they just care. The guys in here are so friendly. They call me by name when I come in, and why would I want to change? I certainly wouldn't be giving any referrals to any other car servicing center in the area. I absolutely would not take my car anywhere else. It's the people and the professionalism, and uh, I wouldn't go anywhere else. You're listening to Game Time with Tom Barfield, Ward Whites, and Ryan Fox. Live from Fuzzy's Taco Shop on ESPN Central Texas. It's time for Stephanie from Sales to Talk Sports. Brought to you by Advanced Leveling Foundation, Myatt Fuels, Mission Golf Cars, and Asco Equipment in Belton. All right, 828, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time. We are at Fuzzy's Tacos, 1509 Hewitt Drive. We're glad you're with us. And turn it around, Stephanie, wrong way. Is no, it I'm, there? I'm, I'm, <laughs> why, why are you picking on me? <laughs> she put her headset on backwards <laughs> a few minutes ago. Oh, boy, oh, boy. It's early. All right. <laughs> I know it's <laughs> not. 4.45 a.m., 5 o'clock came early this morning. <laughs> no, that's, well, anyway, that's, yeah. that's what we do. Uh, good morning. What do you got for us this morning? Well, you know, we've been talking football, poor TCU, you know, football, football, football. Right. But people forget that. There's the sport of cheerleading. You've got your cheerleaders on the sidelines cheering their team on through the good and the bad. So let me tell you something about cheerleading. Mm-hmm. It actually began in Great Britain in the 19th century. But oh, you didn't come know on. It. it did. No. It did. By the 1880s, it actually started at Yale University by a bunch of guys in the stands screaming for their team. Yelling and, for their team. Or that too. Screaming, yelling, isn't that the same thing? But where are they? In what, the stands. What school? Yale. Oh, I got it. Yale. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> that just took me a second. Hello. <laughs> Anyways, so Yale University had the first cheerleading team back in the 1880s, and it was all men. By 1920s to 1930s, that's when the women came on the scene to be 
cheerleader. So, you know, everyone makes fun of the cheerleaders, but actually it is a sport. I was a cheerleader, believe it or not. And you've got I believe a- it. No, no, no. That's, that's crystal clear. That is crystal clear. I know, because I cheer you guys on every yes, morning. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. But get that. So by the 1960s, um, every high school and college had a cheerleading squad, as they called it. And by 1972, the cheerleading squads actually made it to the NFL. I bet you can guess who the first NFL cheerleading team it was. It was the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, it Ram. was. Yes, it was. It was Tex Ram that introduced the cowboy cheerleaders. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. So um, it has taken off. It is a sport. I mean, these cheerleaders, guys and girls, you got to have balance, coordination, flexibility, of course, strength. You got to be able to tumble. You got to be able to dance, and of course, endurance. And I was reading on the Googles, and these <laughs> these competitive cheerleaders that are out there, you know that a season for that is like three three months, right? Possibly. You're spending, as a parent, anywhere from four to $10,000 a season for this competitive cheerleading stuff. It's big business. It is. It is. Uh, but here's the thing I found out, is that the NCAA doesn't sanction it. No. So you can't get a full-ride scholarship for cheerleading. You can get partial. Um, and they're not, it says the NCAA doesn't sanction it because that means they aren't official recruiting regulations in place yet. Right. And they don't have the funding for the coaches. So, but you know what? More power to those cheerleaders out Absolutely. there. It's hard. And, you know, it's kind of hard to be a cheerleader when you're behind 67 points or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> but Boy, you don't think the TCU cheerleaders were having fun last night on the sidelines? I, you know, if they were, I bet they were faking it, but I bet they were having fun after the game was over. <laughs> but, anyways, that's a little history on the sport of cheerleading. And one more thing. Today mm-hmm. is Taco Tuesday. We're here at Fuzzy's Half Price Tacos, Breakfast mm-hmm. Tacos. Mm-hmm. You know our buddy Joey Chestnut, national championship professional eater? Yeah. You know that he ate 82 tacos one time in eight minutes? Eight minutes. Eight 82 minutes. tacos in eight minutes. I think Tom can do that I can do the break. That. I can do that. As long as there's no cheese on them tacos. There you go. <laughs> All right. It is uh, 8.32. This is game time here on ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward. Stephanie, Ryan, we're all here, and we talk to Chris Lancaster next. Recently on the John Moore Show. John Denton with us, longtime color analyst for TCU. Well, you know, the pressure's been on us for a couple of years, Johnny, since uh, you and uh, Baylor basketball team won the national championship. I mean, we at TCU had to do something. I'm running out of time. So I think yeah, you are. Like, if we're going to do it, it needs to be this year. There you go. The Voice of the Bears, John Morris, weekdays at 3 p.m. on ESPN Central Texas. My house has a new glow. I love my windows. Universal Windows Direct. With replacement windows being 12 to 14 weeks out, you need to beat the cold weather and get an estimate on those old drafty windows now. Call Universal Windows Direct today. When you call Universal Windows Direct, it's easy to schedule an in-home consultation where you can discuss your specific window needs with an expert team member. Universal's exclusive Unishield windows have 11 times less air infiltration as standard windows, and they've been awarded the most efficient windows by Energy Star for eight consecutive years. And they offer 0% financing for 60 months. That's 0% financing for 60 months. Contact Universal Windows Direct for a free in-home estimate. UniversalWindowsCentralTexas.com or call 254-301-7760. Don't forget to check out their great Google and Angie List reviews. I love my windows. 
Listen to the John Moore Show online at SyntechSportsFan.com. Make your vehicle look and run like new again at CNC Collision Center. They're your locally owned and operated location for paint and body repairs, frame straightening, spray and bed lighters, and wheel alignments. CNC Collision Center offers free estimates, and they'll also come to you for vehicle pickup and delivery. Have your car restored to its original beauty at CNC Collision Center, 5849 North Highway 6 in Spiegelville, at cccollisioncenter.com and on Facebook. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at PioneerBoys.com. Fuzzy's Taco Shop is is your one-stop taco shop for breakfast, brunch, lunch, dinner, hang time, game time. Fuzzy's Baja-inspired tacos, nachos, burritos, and fresh salads are perfect for any time of day. And Fuzzy's ice-cold beer and margarita schooners are guaranteed to take your meal to the next level. Fuzzy's in Hewitt is now open daily at 7 a.m. serving half-price breakfast tacos from Monday, January 9th to Sunday, January 15th. Half-price Fuzzy's breakfast tacos all week long starting January 9th. Fuzzy's in Hewitt, located at 1509 Hewitt Drive. Game Time is brought to you by Alan Samuels Dodge Chrysler Jeep Ram. Your friend in the car business. All right, welcome back. This is Game Time here on uh, ESPN Central Texas. Tom Ward, and we are broadcasting live from uh, Fuzzy's Tacos at 1509 Hewitt Drive. Uh, having uh, breakfast tacos this morning. Half price breakfast tacos this morning. Come by and see us. Uh, Robinson has found their next head coach, and uh, he is Chris Lancaster. And Chris joins us this morning. Chris, good morning. First of all, congratulations. Thank you, and good morning to y'all. Uh, how hard was it? First of all, to to leave academy. Oh, Ty, it was it was tough. Yesterday was a tough day. Uh, yesterday was our first day in class down here at academy, and um, got a chance to speak to the athletes here, the, on both sides, boys and girls, and there was just a lot of neck hugging and some tears. And, and uh, but I think they understood uh, the direction I was going and, and and the reasons why. So, coach, what are the opportunities that you feel like that you have at Robinson right now? Well, there's a lot of them. Um, number one, I, you know, doing a little bit of research. Uh, I think the blueprint's already been there. You know, you go back all the way to the, you know, mid-2000s and just look at some of the success they've had. Um, I mean, there's there's been a lot of success there. And you're in your market right there, right there five miles from Waco. Um, but number one, it starts with the up top with the leadership. And, uh, you know, I think anytime you want to go to a place, you want to be um, – you, you, you got to trust the leadership. You got to, you know, trust everything that's going in one direction. And um, I love the community. You know, I've coached a lot of years there in the Waco area, number one at Baylor uh, for a total of 10. And so very familiar with that area and that program and the community. Got a lot of friends there. Got a lot of uh, connections there on the uh, in the administration. So I just felt it was the right time for me. Chris, when you, when you look at – the, the the program and, and where it where it is and, and you know you talk about potential 
I mean, have you have you kind of put your your game plan together? What what you need to do and what you need to do first? What's what's priority? Have you kind of got that together, or do you need to get get on campus and kind of assess where you are? You know, Tom, it's interesting you ask that question. I kind of see a same snapshot um, where Robinson is currently right now as what Academy was three years ago. And I think the first and, and foremost thing I have to do is go in there and and introduce myself to these kids. Uh, these kids have been through, uh, you know, a couple of head coaches here in the last few years. And so they're going to be, I don't know, a little leery, I would. And so I've got to go and sell myself first. And that's the first thing when, when my feet hit the ground tomorrow. You know, my first official day is going to be tomorrow. And so I've got to get in front of those kids, and i got to, I got to go sell myself, just like I had to do when I was a college coach and going to have to recruit. And uh, I knew I do know this: if kids uh, can figure out who's coaching them and and have a little bit of trust, uh, and then they'll start listening, and and hopefully we can get that thing going in the right direction. How quickly are you trying to get your staff together there? Well, you know, there's currently some great staff members already on on board there. You know, and anytime uh, you take over a program or get the opportunity to lead a new program. There's probably some coaches there that have been uh, pushed to some positions or to some um, things that they're they're you know had to readjust their coaching to to accommodate the last head coach. So first and foremost, I'm gonna I'm gonna visit with each and every one of them. I'm not gonna call it an interview. I'm gonna get to know them and and get to know their past and what their philosophy are and and see uh, how they can fit in my vision and what we want to give to these kids. Because the bottom line, it's all towards the kids. And if we get people in the right positions and uh to be great servant leaders and show those kids a great role model uh that's how you win right there and then and there's probably you know there's some people out there that that have already reached out to me and and so you know anytime there's a coaching change you know in this business we're all just independent contractors you know and this it's a it's a crazy crazy business so um it's going to be exciting and and uh the good thing is i think uh robinson pulled the trigger early uh, so we're just right at the first of January, so we got a little bit of time, but we got to get there and make some great decisions, and get great role models for these kids. Chris, you've done this several times at several different levels. How, how do you change the culture? How do you build the culture in your vision? Well, you know, Tom, the only way I know how to is lead from the front. Um, there's, you know, leadership. Leadership is uh, is an art. And all I know how to do is get in there, roll my sleeves up, and lead from the front, and and be a great example. And so, that's how I've done it. You said I've made a lot of changes. Some some by choice, and some I didn't have no choice. You know. So, the first thing you got to go in there and sell yourself. And so, I'm I'm really looking forward to it uh, for this. I was there yesterday afternoon signing all my papers, and I got to meet a lot of people, and and uh, got to see some people that I've known in the past. And I got to be able to put my eyes on, on some of the athletes, and I'm very impressed so far. How important is it for those athletes when you talk about, you know, the, the size of the school and everything else, but the opportunity for them to compete in, in other sports, the multi-sport athlete, how important is that to your program? Well, that was very – that's the reason why um, no one – the athletic director and Lonnie Judd, Lonnie and I go back a lot of years and I know his vision and he sold that to me. And I think the community of Robinson wants to see their kids be successful in everything. And you know, as well as I do to be good at something, you've always got to be competing. So there's, there's no substitute for a young person or a young female or a young male competing 
on a court, on a field, uh, in a classroom, and track, and everything like that. I mean, let's face it, and when they're in the high school, they can't just stay and do all English classes. They can't do all math classes. they got to go from English, math, science, uh, all that other stuff. So why not not do it all and get the full experience? And I think there we're going to encourage that. And what I really appreciate is is all your head coaches of the, the, the big sports, they're all coaching football. And so, you know, the base, head baseball coach is a football coach. The head basketball coach is a football coach. The track coaches is a football coach. And I think if you look on the on the ladies' side, you've probably got the same same system. And that's, you know, if, if, if the young people can see that and the kids can see that, that these coaches are, are multiple coaches, let's encourage that. And I know this in the long run. Our whole, our whole goal is to educate these kids. And, and hopefully someday they're going to be parents. And when your kid asks you, can you help me in this sport, and you've got some kind of knowledge, whether you played it, you've experienced it, that's education. And that's what we want to be able to give these athletes there at Robinson. You know, Chris, uh, you were hired on as, as the head football coach, but one of the things that you and I had a conversation about last week is you wanted athletes to be successful in, in all sports. We, you were just talking about that. And, and it's interesting how you felt about competition and so why is competition important to to you as the head football coach well again you know let's just take the sport of football you know the season only lasts for so long and then you want those kids still in that environment to having to compete uh and then and, you know in the winter and then in the spring the same thing there, there's no substitution for competing and, and i think we all know that you know, all my years of, of college coaching, I think the multi-sport athlete was very attractive to us. You know, we, we didn't want a kid that was already burned out or maxed out or tapped out. We wanted that kid that could, that could, that would, that could show us they can compete in anything you do. And, uh, and not every one of these kids are going to go to college and play sports. We get that. Um, but the bottom line at the end of the day, the, the, the thing we want to do, and, 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 and that's what I love about Lonnie, I, lo- I love about all the way to the top, the superintendent, everybody. Uh, Robinson Rockets, you know, is is that's our brand. And anything that Robinson is competing in, we want to put our best out there, and we want them to go represent that community. And it doesn't matter what we're doing. It, it could be all the way down to showing pigs. It could be uh, woodwork. It could be whatever. And so we want to be successful in everything we do. And we've got to promote that. We've got to sell it. And we've got to be flexible enough as coaches, especially head coaches, to be able to accommodate that. And that's the most important thing because these kids only got a short window to get this great education that they're going to offer here at Robinson. And so and then hopefully they'll go on and get, a, get another level of education. But we got to prepare them to be successful in everything. And the more you can compete, that means you're not afraid to step in the arena, in any arena you want in life. So that's the whole goal, I think. And, and uh, I really believe, uh, you know, and that's what that's what the same. I'm coming from that same same mentality here at Academy, and that's why Academy's been very successful these last few years. We've had that same vision here, so you know I hope I can bring something to the table there. Chris, final thought, uh, and I'm just curious, uh, what is your philosophy when it comes to offense and defense? Do you have a set system that you like to run, or are you going to to get on campus, see what kind of athletes you have, what best fits their their needs, and then go from there? Yeah, you know, I get that question all the time, but I'm, I'm going to run something that works. <laughs> so, you know, I, it's hard to tell you right now, Tom, but, you know, I think the most thing, I, the best thing I can do is get in there and make an assessment and see 
what the what we have uh, talent wise. You know, you always want to put kids in the most successful position to be successful, and so we got to figure out you know what we have there. I don't know. You know, I've, I've been down here in 3A Division One. I. I do have some experience by playing against uh, Robinson when I was over at Troy as the offense coordinator. We always uh, played home and home with them and, and throughout the years. Um, so I just don't know yet till I get in there and just see what we have. Uh, but I do know this. Uh, the philosophy is not going to change. We're going to be very physical. Uh, we're going to be sound. Um, and we're going we're gonna to stay after these kids to, again, when we step out there, we want to make sure we put the best product on the field and we're presenting ourselves in a first-class way that everybody that's, that's, that's tied into and linked to Robinson, they're going to be very proud of us. No matter what the outcome is, we're going to do that. We're going to do it right. So um, that's, that's what we're going to do. You know, and be sound is the most important thing and, and then go out there and just really represent where that blue and white to the best we can. Hey, Chris, thanks. We, uh, we know you're busy. We appreciate your time. Again, congratulations, and uh, look forward to uh, working with you as uh, you make the transition to Robinson. And, and, Tom, I know you live there, so we got a booster club meeting tomorrow night at 6. I expect <laughs> to see you there and, uh, and bring your wallet, okay, buddy? Absolutely. Hey, I appreciate <laughs> your time. See you later. Uh, go Rockets. <laughs> There's Chris Lancaster, the, the head coach of the, uh, of the Robinson Rockets. Boy, isn't he, though? But that bring your wallet thing, he 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 doesn't know we're radio guys. <laughs> I can bring it. There's just nothing in it. <laughs> Turn it upside down. Uh, let's see. It is 847, 13 away from 9. We are at Fuzzy's Tacos, 1509 Hewitt Drive. Uh, we'll be here another 13 minutes. But, man, they've got half-price breakfast tacos. You can come by and take advantage of that. And, and uh, just all kind. Of, I, I just had one of the best cups of coffee. It is. I mean, they've got that. Uh, they got that going on right here at uh, at Fuzzy's Tacos. All right, uh, fifteen oh nine Hewitt Drive, and we also are, are brought to you in part by Morrison's Gifts, where they are your gift store headquarters and have been since nineteen seventy nine. They're at forty three oh eight West Waco Drive. That's right next to Jason's Deli in the Brazos Square Shopping Center. I think. I can say this. I think they're going to move a couple of doors down to a bigger facility right there in the in this same uh, center, the Brazos Square Center. But uh, I think they've uh, they, they want to offer a few more products, and I don't know how they can. They got a gazillion, so I think they're going to move down just a couple of doors and and uh, and and offer uh, even more products and services. That's that's what they do at Morrison's Gifts. 4308 West Waco Drive that's next to Jason's Deli. Tom, Ward, Stephanie, Ryan, we're glad you're with us. This is Game Time, your first word in sports on ESPN Central Texas. Recently on Game Time, the voice of Baylor women's basketball, Derek Smith, joins us. You know, obviously we all know how good the men's side of the ledger is in the Big 12 and how tough it is. And, and, and the women are have become like that, too. There's four ranked teams. There's really no pushovers in the league. For the Bears to have won two road games already against top 25 teams, the caveat is it's just January. But you even think about putting yourself in a position to win the Big 12. That's a fantastic start. Game Time, weekdays at 7 a.m. on ESPN Central Texas. There are lots of reasons to own a golf cart. Get around the neighborhood, cruising the lake or campground. Perfect for light duty on the farm or work site. And you can't run a festival without a golf cart. Oh, yeah, and golf cars are pretty great for playing golf, too. There's lots of reasons to own a golf cart, but only one best place to buy one. Mission Golf Cars in Waco off Highway 6 at Bagby has the largest selection of easy-go golf cars for sale, rent, lease, or repairs in Central Texas. Check us out online at missiongolfcars.com. And remember, at Mission Golf Cars, quality always comes standard. 
How Payne turned an avid outdoorsman into a frustrated indoorsman. Meet Ron. I was always active, fishing, swimming, hiking. Until his flat feet brought it all to a grinding halt. It is sharp pain shooting up your leg to your back. And the pain was just the beginning. When you're hurting, you can't move. So I ended up being a couch potato and my health declined. Fortunately, Ron had someone in his corner. My wife said, that's it. I'm going to take you to the Good Feet store. Where he was personally fitted for arch supports. I took one step. There was no back pain. I took another step. No knee pain. And after my second step, I went into my Good Feet dance. Today, he's grateful to be back in the great outdoors. I feel like a new person, thanks to the Good Feet store. See for yourself how Arch Supports can help you. Stop by for your free fitting or schedule one at goodfeet.com. Stop by the Good Feet store in the Central Marketplace in Waco and now in Temple. Listen to Game Time online at CentexSportsFan.com. Have you ever been stranded on the side of the road? The next time it happens, call Big Boy's Record Service to get you and your ride where you need to be. You can count on Big Boy's Record Service to help you with roadside assistance, such as when your vehicle won't start, you've locked yourself out of your vehicle, or when you're stuck in the mud. No job is too big or too small. They do it all. Family owned and operated since 1984. Big Boys Record Service. Call 254-662-3031. And remember, slow down or move over. Attention farmers and ranchers. You want that person-to-person service with someone you know and trust to get your animal supplies to you and take the worry out cost-effectively. That's where Agritech Animal Health with Chad Spitzer and his staff are all about. People you know and trust with over 100 years of combined experience in the animal health industry. From the heart of Texas to the Red River, they are there to service you with that personal feel and products you know and trust. Stop by and see Ashley at their Marlin location or give them a call to set you up and keep your animals in the game at 254-883-5500. It's Agritech Animal Health. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Lark Smith with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Update. The Georgia Bulldogs are the champions of college football. They dominated TCU 65-7 for the Bulldogs' second consecutive national title. Buffalo safety DeMar Hamlin has been released from the Cincinnati Hospital. He will continue his recovery at Buffalo's General Medical Center. Cliff Kingsbury has been fired as the head coach of the Arizona Cardinals despite signing a five-year extension at the end of last season. The Houston Cougars have reclaimed the top spot in the AP men's college basketball poll. Kansas is second, followed by Purdue, Alabama, and Tennessee. Baylor has dropped out of the poll. The Baylor women have moved up to 18th in the AP women's poll. The MCC Highlasses remain number eight in this week's junior college top 25. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. You're listening to Game Time with Tom Barfield, Ward Whites, and Ryan Fox, live from Fuzzy's Taco Shop on ESPN Central Texas. All right, uh, welcome back into the program. This is Game Time with Tom Ward and Ryan. We're glad you're with us, and we are at Fuzzy's Tacos and. Man, if you got any questions, uh, they'd love to, to hear from you. You can call them. It's uh, 254-732-2320, 254-732-2320. Ward, uh, final thought here as we uh, kind of wind things down. Congratulations are in order to Derek Johnson, the former Waco High Lion and Texas Longhorn. He is uh, going to be inducted into the 2023 class for the College Football Hall of Fame. He'll join the likes of uh Tim Tebow, Reggie Bush, and the list goes on and on. That's a that's a pretty cool honor. 
Absolutely, and well-deserved uh, coming from Waco and going to the University of Texas and playing very well, and then in a stellar career uh, in the NFL as well. And so uh, congratulations to him. And, and really, you know, I, I think it's a great class. You, you, you look at him being the lead of this class, Tim Tebow, uh, obviously uh, a big part of this class. But for me, Reggie Bush going mm-hmm. into the College Football Hall of Fame, and, you know, I, I never really agreed with – uh, him getting stripped of his Heisman anyway, that's just me. But, I mean, I, I get it. I, I just don't think that that's right. And it, I don't like national championships being stripped away from teams. I just, I mean, they want it. Just, I mean. And look, everybody knows that. Yeah, give them a sanction or something. But having it stripped away, that's just absolutely ridiculous to me. So, anyway, I, I, in my mind, Reggie Bush is still a Heisman winner, and he's still one of the best guys to ever play the game. So congratulations to him as well going into the College Football Hall of Fame. I, I think they're all well-deserved. It's a great class this year. All right, uh, breakfast tacos continue. Uh, this morning at uh, half price, and that's that's a good deal. So uh, you can come check that out uh, here at Fuzzy's Tacos, fifteen oh nine Hewitt Drive. Thanks to Chad and everybody for having us out. Uh, don't forget, coming up at three this afternoon, it'll be the Job Moore Show at four o'clock. It is the Matt Mosley program. That's all straight ahead here for uh, for this Tuesday. And thanks to Corey for coming by. Yeah, and absolutely. Out. And the famous Stephen Simcox here. Yeah, he just hit tacos. the door. How didn't about he? that? Yeah. We're, 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 we're very lucky today to have royalty like that. <laughs> royalty. <laughs> so, uh, and Steph it, from Sales. Yeah, we'll continue breaking down uh, throughout the day. I'm sure there's going to be a lot of conversation about uh, the uh, the championship game last night, Big 12, uh, and, uh, and all kinds of things. So that'll, that'll be going on uh, throughout the day right here on ESPN Central Texas. Thanks, everyone, for being a part of the program. We'll do it again tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Have yourself a great day.